Hi there. <laughs> You're watching and listening to Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media on all of our platforms. I'm Mike Morales here in San Antonio. That gentleman out there is Eric Zandona in Vancouver, Washington. Eric and I have been uh, have we really flipped over the the Acara Agave de los Andes. This is this is an Andean Peruvian agave spirit. Yeah, and if you've watched the 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 plateado, this is what they're calling the unaged uh, video. Um, we were really enamored by by all the flavors and aromas. Yeah. And, um, anyway, uh, we were discussing off camera that this is their they're calling this a reposado. Uh, they're using virgin American oak barrels, and yeah. for how long are they aging this again? Four months. Four months. Mm -hmm. And that's that's pretty that's a deep that's a deep color. Now the other thing mm -hmm. that I, I, you know this is uh, what they say was they're distilling this at a at a distillery that's uh, twenty two hundred meters uh, above sea level. Yeah, um, I would imagine too that uh, I think you mentioned in the in the Plateado uh, video that uh that their distillery was started they started building the distillery in 2016 yeah something like that they said that it took them three years to build out the distillery and uh and then they just launched in 2019 so i kind of did the math backwards and yeah <laughs> oh good <laughs> i knew math would come in handy sooner or later <laughs> um but i would imagine that they're if they're resting them on on site that resting you know resting uh uh any agave spirit or anything else at a higher sea level versus a lower more warmer climate there's less evaporation as well correct i mean i uh, somebody wants somebody wants to explain it to me uh tropical um see if i do this uh, i'm paraphrasing tropical aging is a little bit different than than aging you know in in a, a scotch let's say in in areas like you know um things age faster in warmer climates and the evaporation is more because some of those barrel rooms in in tequila uh, i remember walking into one are really hot you know they mm -hmm. have they're not climate control like some of the some of the bigger uh brands that so that there's are there's two things that there are a couple of things going on with how much angel share you can lose on your your uh, when you're storing your barrels. Part of it's temperature, part of it's humidity, and then part of it is which and this is not well understood is atmospheric pressure. So um, you know just like you know how water boils at a lower temperature, you're going to have more alcohol evaporation at higher elevation. So like Breckenridge Distillery, which is at like six, 7,000 feet above sea level, because um, they're in, well, they're above 6,000 because they're in the mountains above Denver. Right. They have a crazy amount of loss for their whiskeys because it's so dry up in the high mountains. So it wouldn't surprise me that this uh, brand, the Akara, uh, is also has a good amount of evaporation due because that area is, I mean, if you see the terrain, it's not lush jungle, it's grasslands and agaves. Yeah. So it's probably fairly dry up in the high mountains, which means low pressure, 
dry, and then probably mild temperatures, probably. Um, and so those things combined, who knows? It, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if their loss is somewhere around like six or 8% a year, if not more. Wow. Um, so, but they're only doing four months at a time. So um, that'll, that helps. Um, so anyway. Well, uh, I'm going to, let's, let's pour some and discuss. I know that we, we, I, I wanted to get a lot of the information out uh, when we did the, uh, uh, and we did the follow because normally we'll taste something and then we'll tell you all about it. But in this yeah. case, because it is a, a, a new agave spirit to us and new on the market and just new to us agave spirit lovers, um, that it made sense for us to go into a little bit of the background. Um, they have a video we discussed it uh, on the um, on the plateado. They have a video where they show how they're harvesting. It's wild harvested. And, and like uh, uh, like Eric said, the ground is is it, it you know the, the the ground is not only rocky but hilly, so everything is up at a forty five degree angle, you know. So they're yeah. they're harvesting with 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 cause, but then they don't show us how they're how these agaves are being cooked. They show us uh, in that short video, it's like a forty second video uh, that you can watch on on Instagram. You can check them out on Instagram. Yeah. Um, they're they're chopping these up the the hearts the pinas, like um, like you would chop up a a, a yuca you know or a or or um, a, hic, a jicama, you know they they're really chopping them up in small pieces. But then we don't know we don't know how they're being cooked. We don't know if they're using autoclaves or steam or the it, the platiala had no no smoke on it. Uh, on the flavor profile, so it was more akin to um, uh, to a tequila. Then it kind of leaned more toward tequila than it did than it did to mezcal. But then again, Eric said, "Well, it it reminds me of pisco." So so it's kind of like somewhere in between. Yeah. On the flavor profile. Yeah. Well. So what's interesting about the nose on this? This is really similar to the plateado. There's not a lot of wood character. There's a little bit, if you really think about it, there's a little bit there. I think it's I, I think it's blending in well with, with yeah. the now they're using agave americana and salmiana. Yeah. But uh, my uh, the they're not telling us if they're First of all, they're not telling us if they're using one or the other or both. I'm going to assume that they're using both. Yeah. And and we don't know what the percentage of blend is. It's not like a 70-30, 60-40, 50-50. We don't know and it doesn't really matter. I I don't know. Yeah, so there's some light woodiness to it, but you're not getting My guess is it's hard, it's hard to tell. I mean, they don't say whether they're charring them or toasting them or whatever. There's not a ton of like vanilla or caramel on the nose, so maybe they're not charred if, or maybe they're just lightly charred. I mean, four months for this amount of color, it's hard to say. Um, well, it's, it's rather deep, you know. Well, then again, they're not using used barrels, they're using virgin barrels. Right, right. Okay. So now the tears and legs, very beautiful. I mean, they're sheeting nicely, it, it, it's behaving. 
Yeah, and I'm and as more as now I'm using a, a Stossel Jarrito for for mezcal. I'm using it with a much larger nose, and Eric's using his handy dandy Glencairn. Yeah, and and I'm the more it opens up for me, the more of the plateado uh, uh, characteristics I'm getting. You know that 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 uh, that fruitiness and the. Mm -hmm. You know what's really weird is I didn't get like we did with the palmiro, the sotol that we had, you know, a few weeks back, where mm -hmm. you get that 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 ground, that that desert, you yeah. know, that the terrain. You yeah. know, I didn't get that from from these. Um, no, I'll ha I'll have to read the back of this label as well. I know I read it in Spanish, but it's probably this one might have a little bit different information. Mm -hmm. Let's dive in. Let's see what we get. So the barrel shows up on the palate. Yeah. So it's really interesting. It's got this real like spicy, like like cinnamon, nutmeg kind of spice. Yeah. Coming from the wood, which is a nice complement to the like the rich like umami character in the fruit. So the plat plateado we described had this kind of interesting mix of like bright fruit, but then a real rich body. So you think about that, and then you layer on top of that some like wood spice, like cinnamon, nutmeg kind of thing, a little bit of clove maybe. Mm -hmm. Layer that on top, actually works really well. So it's a nice kind of, it's, it's a nice integration. Yeah, um, it's, it's, you know what's nice is once, once on the intake, all the characteristics of the plateado came through as well, and, and the barrel notes were almost an afterthought. You know what I mean? It did. Let's put it this way: it reacts to wood the way an aged mezcal reacts to wood. It's just one more layer of yeah uh, complexity. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it doesn't overpower uh, the agave. It no. actually presents the agave in a in a whole different kind of light. Yeah. And you know that bitterness, that uh, that really flavorful bitterness. Uh, that's about the only thing I can I can I can describe it. Yeah, of the plateado, really really plays nice with that with that that cinnamon, that hot cinnamon that that you mm -hmm. know spice that you get from the barrel. Yeah. Mm. You know, and it's the finish. The finish is not a warm fuzzy. You don't even, you don't even, um, the finish is more on the palate, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You have a lingering palate coating that it's not cloying. It's just, it's very natural. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really wish I knew more. I, I wish I knew how they, they yeah. cooked it, how they fermented it, what they're doing. Um, the only thing that we've seen in, in any of the pictures is the, the, as you said, the, the European still, the, the German, the Holstein, uh, um, yeah, it's some, it looks like some European style, whether it's Holstein or Christian Carl, something like that. It's got a membrane or like a steam jacket on the outside. Mm -hmm. So the, the contents don't get cooked directly with fire. It's like, like a double boiler kind of still, mm -hmm. um, and uh, so that's going to give you a different flavor profile. Um, 
But it's interesting. So, I mean, the spirit, I think, is fascinating. I think this would work really well with, like, um, I think this would complement, like, a a darker wrapper cigar. Oh, yeah. Something that has, like, some of that, like, spicy, earthy character. Mm -hmm. I think play really well, both against the cinnamon-y kind of flavor, but also the bright fruitiness, I think, would complement well against some of the more earth kind of darker flavors that you might get out of a, a Maduro cigar. Yeah, I agree. I never, it never even occurred to me because it, you know, it's not, once you have enough mezcals and you have enough tequilas and you start going, well, let's see, what do I pair it with food or whatever? Um, or, or what kind of, we always ask, what kind of, do you think this is a good cocktail, you know, kind of yeah. thing. I thought that the, the, the plateado would make a great, anything that you make as martinis or, mm-hmm. or gin, anything you're, any of those, um, uh, cocktails that you make with with you know with vodka or gin, particularly gin, I think, yeah. would really do well. That that particular brand would do well um, uh, in any of those cocktails. Now this is an eighty proof, uh, forty ABV. I, again, I would I would love to taste this at a higher ABV. <laughs> yeah. uh, let me see if it says anything else on the on the. It says that, of course, the water uh, that they're using is is glacier water. Uh, that's a, that, and and because of that, you get more uh, herbal and tierra andina, which is which is the terrar, which is the, yeah. the the flavor of that area where they're being harvested. Uh, it says it just evokes uh, f- sweet fruits uh, that have uh, matured in their own uh, pots. Um, now, Akara says uh, it, it, it has the name of the, the, the town itself, Caras, uh, which uh, in, um, uh, in Quechua, it's pronounced Karai, with Q-A-A-R-A-Y, uh, which translates to Lugar de Agaves in Quechua. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and for centuries, they've had plants in that area. Um, and and the lot numbers are are uh, the lots are are numbered here as well. Yeah. Uh, Aguardiente producido por Chopin. Uh, that's who's making it, and they're making it in the town of Caras. So, yeah. um, I. So from their from their Instagram page, what I found was that the the. Brand Akara is made by um, the distillery is located at a lodge in the town, so you can go and stay there. And they like from their pictures, like you see these giant you know, like mountains with glacier ice on them. You know, very like if you've ever seen pictures of the Peruvian mountains, and it's just fantastic. I love like climbing mountains and hiking in the woods and all that. So to me, it's like I want to go visit that. Like yeah, I go. I've- never been uh i i'm uh, my folks my parents are from central america and and the last time i was in nicaragua which is where they're from um my uncle drove us to um uh what they consider their forest you know up in the in the hills because nicaragua in and of itself is volcanic but there are lots of uh they're active and inactive volcanoes and it is mountainous a mountainous area so at higher altitudes that we were at there were these huge agave plants. They just grow wild, and they reminded me of the ones that you use, uh, that you harvest um, 
Um, uh, oh gosh, bulke. Uh, yes, they're that big. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I, but I'm not even sure. You know, I, the last time I was there, I I wasn't even in into mezcal as I was into tequila. So, but I noticed that these look very reminiscent of of yeah. the, the pulque types. You know, where you go into the center. Because the, the leaves are very elephantine, you know, they 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 curl out like that, but they're huge. Yeah. So, and I guess when you're up in that area and nobody, you know, nobody harvests you or nobody, you know, uh, in yeah. Nicaragua itself, the they don't make an agave spirit, to my knowledge. What they what they do make is, is rum. They have a a, a huge um, uh, sugarcane uh, industry. Mm-hmm. So um, so I thought, wow, you know. If anybody was smart enough, they'd come up there and make something out of those those agaves, you know, because they're, they're just everywhere, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I imagine it's similar there that you know when it's untouched, they just they they grow like you know they they go bananas because because yeah. they're not over harvested. No. And and that you know and of course we don't know the ages of the of the plants themselves. We don't know if they're six, seven, eight, thirteen, fourteen. I have no idea. I mean, for the pictures that they have of the harvest, they're big, they're big agaves. But Salmiano is a big agave to begin with. That's, you know, and central Mexico is commonly used for pulque as well. So they're, you know, they're big guys. Yeah, uh, this is fascinating, Eric. And I'm just going to have to, I'm going to have to nominate it. Brand of Promise nominee. This is, this is a brand new brand. Look for it. It's just coming on the market. Acara. Yeah. It is. It is really a delight. If you're in a, uh, if you're into mezcals or you're into these, you know, old school tequilas, and you really want to, um, uh, you you want to be um, challenged, you know, with your palate to see what else is out there. Yeah. This is this is one of those brands you got you got to find you got to try. I don't even know what a price point is on these things. Do you? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, it, I, it's not clear if they have U.S. importation yet or if they're working on it. They've entered a couple of competitions. They entered into New York International. They entered San Francisco World, where they got a gold or double gold medal. Um, I think gold medal for their plateado. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, you know, I, my guess is they're working on that. And, um, it's so lovely. I, you know, I think it's a really interesting, uh, entry into the agave spirits category. I think there's a lot of potential for cocktails with these guys. Um, and it's something interesting and different. That's not your average tequila and it's not your, and it's not mezcal. And so it's, it's something I think to keep an eye out for. If you're interested in agave spirits, like this is something new and interesting to look for. I agree. Totally agree. Uh, again, Brand of Promise nominee in the Peruvian Andean yeah. <laughs> agave spirit category. Um, thank you for those folks. who They moved heaven and earth to get these to us, and I, and I so appreciate that. Uh, but that's our take on Acara. Mm-hmm. That's Agave de los Andes. I'm Mike Morales here in San Antonio. That gentleman out there is? Eric Zandona in Vancouver, Washington. You have been watching and dissecting and and listening to Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media on all of our channels and networks. Please subscribe to us wherever you download your podcast. Or if you're watching us on Instagram, 
click that red button, hit the notification bell, and every time we upload a video with Eric on it, you'll get notified right on your cell phone right there. So whatever you do, tomar sabiamente. Tip wisely.